Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Man show, friend of the show, Jared Grasso up there in Rhode Island. Brian Bulldogs going back to the tournament once more out of the NEC. Coach, what's up, man? How you doing up there, man? I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on the show. Anytime, buddy. Let me tell you this, man. Uh, we, we first talked when you got the, first got the, the job here. We, we talked for the first time, and you led out of a business, business program. And you told me then you, you wanted to win championships. And look at you now. You won it. Uh, you had four slots in a row with Chase there, man. And uh, Talk about this, the, the, the grind, the foundation you set a few years ago when you got there, man. See what this payoff today, man. Yeah, I mean, it's been a process. When we got here, you know, my vision was to build a championship program. And, uh, you know, it, every year we took steps forward and, you know, we're able to recruit some guys who really hard workers with some competitiveness and an edge. And uh, this group just evolved this year. We had some struggles early on and went through some different things adversity-wise, but we kept getting better and kept growing and group really connected late in the season. Like late January into February, we really started playing good basketball and you could see the group growing together. And obviously we were able to play our best basketball late and probably played our best game of the year in the championship. So really proud of this group, really proud of how far the program has come, sellout crowds and the way the season ended is really kind of a testament to, uh, to all the hard work that these young men put in and my staff has put in and we're excited about Selection Sunday and see where we're headed. I hear that, Coach. And you know what, man? Talk about that as well. You know, we have going through adversity. The human nature is it's kind of split. But I think you guys came close together because of the adversity. Because, you know, when we, we play sports, things going to happen. It's not going to be all peaches and cream. Uh, might have an ex-girl, a girlfriend break up with a guy, a family member pass away, or a bad grade in class. Something may happen, you know, So which will cause the guy to get off his game. But I think you guys actually stayed the course, actually got closer because of the adversity, not as a human nature would be going apart. Yeah, it's funny. Early in the season, I told my staff, I said, we're, we're going to struggle early. Like, we're not ready. We're not right. But I knew we had – enough talent, enough toughness, enough character to eventually be good. And we went through a lot of things with suspensions and injuries and sicknesses. We got shut down for COVID and, you know, we, some internal stuff. We just went through a lot and our group needed that. Um, and one thing we were able to buy into was just show up every day and keep working. And guys were out, guys were sick, guys were hurt. We had a, throughout the whole year. So it was kind of whoever can practice today, 
we're going to get better today. Whoever's in the locker room before this game, we're going to go out and compete. And our guy just bought into that process of getting better every day and just locking in on the day. And I think it really helped us down the stretch because, you know, the conference tournament, we had three unbelievable sellout crowds. And sometimes at this level, that ends up being like over guys' heads. They get caught up in the spectacle of it, not the basketball piece. And our guys just stay dialed in on the basketball and being prepared each day. And I think because of that, we're able to play really well down the stretch. And defensively, coach, man, um, holding teams under, un, like holding them to what you held them to, man. Like Wagner, man, that's a great team. She does a great job there, man. Defensively, I think you guys really just defensively locked in. I saw that you all talk, talking on defense, connectivity on defense, man. So think about defensively, how your guys really bought in on that end of the floor to help you spur, spur you guys to this run you're on right now. Yeah, I mean, my coaching staff did an unbelievable job scouting. Phil Martelli, who kind of handles our defense, was phenomenal. I mean, he's a I'm blessed to have him on staff. He's a head coach and a head coach in the making. He's, he's unbelievable. And hey, he had our defense prepared and our guys were locked in. Um, and we told him if we guard and rebound, we can get out and transition and do what we do offensively. You know, we're known as an offensive team, but when we get stops, we can run. And with our personnel and kind of the firepower we have, we're pretty hard to guard and transition. So for us, it was about if we can defend and block out and rebound the ball, we're going to have success offensively. And we really did that in the tournament. We, we had our best defensive stretch, and we did a great job on the glass. And Hall, man, he had eight block shots, man. <laughs> I mean, almost 10 block shots in one. Talk about his defensively cleaning up the glass for you, being a, it's irritant down there, man, changing shots and helping you guys get, get out and run there. Yeah, I mean, he, he's an elite defensive player, um, and we missed him. He was out for three and a half weeks, so he missed seven games for us. Um, and then he came back and, and obviously gave us a huge boost. And in the conference final game, the regular season championship, we ended up playing Wagner here. The winner of that game was going to win the regular season championship, and all went out in that 19-5-5. Five and five. And then the championship game, he goes and has eight blocks. And he had a knee injury that we didn't know if we were going to get him back. And he rehabbed hard. Our trainer and, uh, and strength coach were unbelievable with him. Got him back on the court in three and a half weeks. And I'm so happy for him because he's been through so much injury-wise throughout his career and has been able to perverse, persevere through and is one of the elite defensive players in the country, not just our league. Like, he didn't win defensive player of the year, which – I mean, again, it's coaches vote for that stuff. Peter Kiss didn't win player of the year, but whole lies this is the best defensive player in our league, and Peter Kiss was the best player in our league. Most definitely. And do you think winning that tough game against Mount St. Mary's, because Dan does a great job of it down there, man, but winning that tough game, if you all kind of like freed you all in that challenge against Wagner, because you already played Wagner previously, so you already had, kind of had that close kind of watch some schematics, knowing to watch some of those guys. But beating Dan's team, that that tough game, that give you like, like a little bit of a boost on for that championship game there on this Wagner? Yeah, you know what? I think to win a conference championship, and I think it's the same when teams go to the NCAA tournament, like you need to play in a game. Like like at some point you're going to play in a game that's going to be difficult. Like you're not just going through a tournament, especially in a league like ours with so much parity. You're not going through a tournament and just blowing, blowing people out by 23 times. It's not happening. And – I mean, Dan does an unbelievable job, and they're a really difficult matchup for us. And they had us on the ropes. You know, six minutes left, we're down eight, and, and we look gassed. And our guys found a second wind and were able to make enough plays to win down the stretch. But after winning that game that way, I felt really good going into Wagner because we'd been challenged. Even in the first round, Central Connecticut's five-point game at half, they hung around. So we were challenged, and our guys were in pressure situations already. So I felt comfortable going to that Wagner game. Our guys were in the right place mentally, and 
it was good that we were challenged and good that we were pushed to the brink against Mount St. Mary's. And I think that definitely helped us uh, prepare and have our guys' mindset right for that wagon game. Hey, Mitch, uh, Peter Kiss, I mean, that guy is uh, 10, 30-point games, man. He's a scoring machine. Talk about that, that, that man. And, I mean, I'll tell you about this coach. He should get more run than he's getting right now because we got 10, 30 points. Come on, man. Dude, dude's a scorer. He's a baller, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, listen, Peter's a really gifted player, really gifted athlete, and just a tough, competitive kid. And, you know, people see some of his theatrics on the floor, and he talks a little bit, and he's got a little swagger and a little edge, but that's what makes him who he is. Like, he needs that. He feeds off the crowd. He feeds off those things. And, you know, him not winning player of the year motivated him. Like, he had a chip on his shoulder because of that. He had a chip on his shoulder because we lost in the championship game last year. So, I need guys with an edge who are competitive and tough and want to compete and want and want to work. And the kid put so much time in since he's been here in two years to change his game, change his body, and grow up some. He needed to do some maturing. He's an unbelievable kid off the floor. But when you get on the floor, he's a competitor. And the kid can score the ball. He makes plays. He makes shots. And he's become a, a significantly better player over the last two years. And I'm glad he's in my foxhole. I'll take that kid at any day of the week because I know when the lights go on, he's going to compete and he wants to win. Yeah, so that's just one coach called I me. Mean, like a guy like this is important because when like when you guys are maybe down, this guy this guy's still gonna come at it, keep guys engaged, man. Because a guy like him who has an edge, keeps other guys who are not is locked in, locked in. Because when you have a guy who has that kind of moxie about him, come on, man, it's gonna make your te your teammates gig you with the program because that kid does what he needs to do. I, I'm cool with him doing what he does. Hey. You see, you you jump, jump, dives on bombs, bombs, bombs on people, man. Come on, yeah, I'm gonna talk judge up to you. So I feel like the coaches in the league should have gave him what he deserved because I mean, dude's a baller, man. I think it's messed up that he didn't win Player of the Year in your conference. Yeah, no, listen, it, it it is what it is. I said to the meet at the end of the day, it's not changing his life. He was here to come and win a championship. That was his goal. He reached it. We get to go to an NCAA tournament, and him and Charles Pride were both first team All League players their toughness and their edge kind of made our team. Now, Pete's more out there and louder and more abrasive where Charles is just a, a quiet assassin. He just gets this look in his eyes and, and just goes out and competes. And I mean, he was unbelievable for us when Pete was suspended for a couple of games. He went and had 44 at St. Francis PA, 32 against Mount St. Mary's champion championship game. He goes, gets 13 and 17, but those two guys competitiveness is kind of what made our team. And, you know, in, in recruiting, I want to bring in guys like who, who are like me who want to work, want to be in the gym, want to be good and want to compete. And those guys have those characteristics, and this team took on that personality. And I, well, I love coaching. Now you guys are, are player led. Like when, when it's player led, is better because you know you should have to be doing all the coaching in March, right? And <laughs> the guys should be able to police themselves. And I think yeah. you're, you got you guys are around that point where you guys are now a player led team. Now you provide next to those, but there's player led. What, what we're gonna get done? How we gonna approach this thing going forward? Yeah, there's no question. And I said it, you know, multiple times. Culture is like this word that we throw around all the time, but the culture is your players. You know, if they're not going to compete and they're not bought into what you're doing and they're not tough and they're not nasty, then your team's not going to play that way. I, I can yell and scream or say all I want about this is what we want to do. If you don't have guys who are capable of doing it or guys who are willing to do it, then it doesn't matter. And this group, like you said, they could have went out. I didn't need to coach the Wagner game. They were ready to play. And I could have sat there and not coached the game and they would have been ready to compete and win that game for multiple reasons. 
one, the work they put in, like we won that championship game in June, July, August, September, October, the work that those guys put in to improve. We didn't win that game three nights ago. And the second thing is they just had this edge and this, we lost the championship game at home last year. So we had that feeling still. And it's something we still, we talked about throughout the season. It's the reason whole Isaiah and Peter's kiss came back for that sixth year. They lost the championship and they felt they let an opportunity slip away and they wanted another one. And obviously they took advantage of it on uh, Tuesday night. That's what I tell guys all the time, coach, is my, my coach, you can practice, practicing does not, not make you better. It's when you go come to the gym on your off day or outside of practice, which makes you better. I can see your guys putting in the work because some guys think everybody plays hard, but you got to put in the work, the hard yards outside of those two hours a day that you get with, on the court with your coaches. That's how you get better. You don't get better just by coming to practice every day. Yeah, no, and that, that's the best thing about our program right now. In my 20 years of coaching college basketball, this is the – hardest working group in terms of very rarely my, my office overlooks the court and very rarely is there a time when one, one a player on my team isn't in there getting shots up getting a workout in or uh, with our strength coach and I'm talking about six o'clock in the morning I'm talking about you know 11 o'clock at night after the championship game there were five guys we have some transfers sitting out and some some guys who are redshirted and a couple walk-ons that are in the gym working out 11 30 at night after winning the championship they're not back hanging out and partying so the, the culture has been built by them because they want to work. I'm not making them get in there. That's their time. That's not being forced upon them. But you do that in recruiting. You know, you need to make sure you bring in guys who are committed to it. It's really important to me. And we have guys who want to be good. So they put the time in. I hear that with Coach. I'll be looking for you in that bracket, man. I, I know you guys are bringing it, man. I'll be cheering for you as always, brother. You be safe, man. I'll talk, for, talk to you hopefully real soon. I'll be, get to get to the first weekend, brother. I appreciate you, my man. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. It's a Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.